Hello and welcome to Trivial Pursuit, a bit party short. I'm Brendan Cotta. And I'm Jared Cotta. And today on the show, we have Harley J. Harley, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We're so excited we're, to have you. We're extremely I'm excited, excited to be here. And you are somewhat familiar with how it works at Bit Party, and that is because you are a, a pretty close friend of our cousin Jamie. Yeah, uh, very. Or maybe very, more of a fr- more than a friend. We like to think of you as family, actually. I'm good with all that, friends, family. <laughs> you know, I, I I like I like any terms of endearment that anyone wants to throw up my way at any point. So I'm good with all that. <laughs> Well, okay, but in all seriousness, you you and uh, Jamie are wed, and we are um, married. That's the most you natural way to there. say it. <laughs> How long have you guys been married? How long have you been New York's power couple? Oh no! Now you're putting me on the spot. I think five years, five and a half ma- years. Are you asking that in a question? Qu- is that a question? I mean, you I'm asking myself, but I think that's right. Is Jamie there? I think you guys are roommates. <laughs> Jamie, is it five years? She doesn't know either. We're going. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm not editing that out. Well, we're we're extremely excited to be talking to you today because you have a very cool IMDb page that we would just like to tweak a little bit in order to get it up to the standards that you are now achieving in your career. And you have recently <laughs> you have recently seen some new success uh, that mm. we're, we're super proud uh, of you for that. And we're really excited to see you because you are in a new show on Broadway. I, I'm in King Kong, alive on Broadway. No wow. Less. That is amazing. And what, what did you think when you got the, the call for, uh, for that role? So, like, it, when you live in New York, obviously most of the things that I go out for are theater. And mm-hmm, so you start sure. to kind of, like, jot down, even if it's just in your head, of, like, oh, this is coming to Broadway. I would like to try and audition for that. Or this is already on Broadway. I would love to steal that role from someone at some point. And I had heard <laughs> that King Kong was, was coming to Broadway but knew nothing about it and had never heard that any auditions were ever happening because they had already done it once in Australia. And then mm-hmm. they, I had heard that they had already done, like, the workshop, which is basically where they – kind of set up the cast from the beginning and they put on a more inexpensive less elaborate performance and it's about like two three four weeks tops so i didn't even know that there was a chance to be in in the show and most of the time for the things that i've auditioned for it's like i'll go in for an audition and then i'll have two or three callbacks and then you wait a week and then you have another callback and then you wait another week and finally you get it this was mm-hmm. I had a I got a phone call the night before I went to the audition. They said, "Can you come at eight thirty in the morning the next day?" I oh. did, and, and at eleven o'clock I got the role. Wow, that is amazing. That's so, awesome. Yeah, this was a very different experience than most anything I've ever auditioned for, whether it was for Broadway or for you know something down the street. And, yeah. and that leads us into the first trivia fact, which is that you are, and this is already on your IMDb page, but you are not unfamiliar with performing on Broadway. You were in uh, in Rent before. And what was that like? Yeah, that was cool. So when I was 17 or, or, or maybe even a little bit younger, my sister had saw a tour of Rent that came to Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. and she had bought the, the CD at, at the show. And she brought it home and was like, "You got to hear this." And I, I straight up was like, "Theater's not cool, man. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> run in that circle, dude." And she was like, "No, you got to hear this. They like curse and they do drugs and all kinds of stuff." And I was like, 
pop it on. Yeah, I'm all about swearing and, and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so she put it on, and I was, like, immediately in love. And that that show, for anyone that doesn't know, is mostly sung. There's only, like, maybe ten spoken lines in the whole two hours and 40 minutes of the show. Yeah. So I was, like, familiar enough with acting and singing that I I had performed, like, um, I had done some stuff at church or whatever. But anyway, long story short, I had found out through a drama teacher at school that they were having auditions in New York for a, another tour. And my parents, being as sweet and supportive as they are, were like, well, let's go see what a New York audition is like. Keep in mind, I've never done an audition in Phoenix, let alone New York. Wow. So we flew to New York two weeks later or something, and at that time, they would have a call for just guys, and then the very next day would be calls for just girls, and it was a big cattle call, and a bajillion people would show up at this random place in New York City, and you would wait in the hallway for 10 hours in order to stand in a room for them to line you up, and then they would just point at people they wanted to see, and if they didn't point at you, you had to leave. You didn't get to sing. You didn't get to do anything. It was it was strictly based on what you look like. Oh, that's <laughs> a lot of pressure. Yeah, it was, it was intense. So I I got into that room where they call people out, and I got typed out. So they told me to go home. Wow. And oh, oh my so god. So I was super depressed. But later that day, I had this weird feeling of like, I went to the audition with a bunch of guys who obviously were a little older and like. A lot of the roles in the show, you have to be in pretty amazing shape and you have to be really pretty and whatever. And so I thought, well, if I go the next day to to the girls audition, I'll look <laughs> a little bit bigger because I'm standing next to a bunch of like skinny girls. So I won't look as small next to the girls. So I did. I showed up knowing that it was like a girls only call and I showed up anyway. And when they asked why I was there, I totally lied and said, oh, I couldn't come yesterday, but I didn't want to miss out. And they actually let me sing. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, so I stayed and I sang. And then I think it was like six years and 26 callbacks later, I finally got, I finally got the role. Man, you conned him good. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. So I did, I did Mark in Rent, and I did it for a year and a half on tour, and I did it for just barely under, like I think it was like a month shy of a year on Broadway. That is incredible. That's unbelievable. And this is with like the original Rent cast, right? So I came into the show after it had been running for like maybe 11 years or 12 years, uh-huh. and the two guys that were originally the original Mark and Roger had come back to the show to reprise the role for like five weeks or something like that. So I was being asked to to leave the tour to come and play the role on Broadway to replace the original guy that originated the role 12 years later. That's incredible. So that guy is, is, is playing the role on Broadway, and he had also, I think at that time, come out with a book. And he was doing random book signings and stuff. And because they had come back, the show was, it was successful its whole run, but especially successful when they came back. And they ended up extending for another two weeks but they didn't announce the extension till like two or three days before they were supposed to leave so my my family and it was like 10 of my family's friends and everything had come to new york gotten hotel rooms and all this kind of stuff to see me have a broadway debut that was now i was being told was going to be pushed back two weeks (laughs) (laughs) and it was like oh my gosh this is kind of awful but kind of hilarious and kind of awesome anyway it turned out that the role that I was supposed to play, 
the guy that was was playing that role called out that day just out of coincidence. So I got to go on on the day I was supposed to go on with my family there seeing the show. And and not only did I go on that day, but I went on and the guy I was playing opposite who was supposed to be my best friend in the show is the original guy who originated the other role. So like it literally couldn't have been more of like an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. That needs to definitely be on your trivia page. I mean, Big that time. is such an incredible uh, it's first kinda, time it's, on Broadway. Yeah, it's kind of weird. What else is kind of weird about that whole thing? The show, when the show starts, one of the guys runs on stage before the rest of the cast, and he sets up a guitar, and then he like plays a chord, and then the rest of the cast runs out on stage. And the original guy was the guy that has to run out on, on stage. His name is Adam Pascal. Anyway, he runs out on stage. The whole place goes crazy. It's like 1,300 or 1,400 people sold out. They all go crazy. It's the original guy. Oh, my gosh, we signed up to see this guy. Right after he plays that chord, I run out. I'm not the original guy. The entire audience booed. No Every, way. Yeah. Yeah, oh the whole place. Every 1,400 people minus my parents and their 10 friends. <laughs> Everybody booed. Oh, no. It was pretty incredible. Wow. Well, that yeah. has to be – well, actually, I would say the way that you feel after your performance it got, has to be incredible. If they embrace you after they booed you, then yeah. you, you basically won over a group that was ready to hate you. I mean, yeah, that was, that was amazing. And on top of it, after the curtain call, Adam Pascal, the original guy, he stops the whole audience from clapping. And he's standing there, and he points at me, and he says – this entire house booed this guy on his Broadway debut, and not only is he amazing, but I'm one of his biggest fans now. I think we owe him an apology, and the whole place stood up. What? Yeah. Unbelievable. What? Yeah, it was amazing. It was nice. an amazing night. It was pretty cool. I, and I hate to say it, but that is not on this IMDb trivia page. <laughs> and I feel like I could stop the, the show right here, and that would be literally the best thing we've ever added to somebody's IMDb page. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, you got to figure out how to condense that into not the Harley J. Wordiest story on the planet, but it could be on there. I mean, it's a great story. And I, I think that. It's got to be on there. I, I thought when you said he set up a guitar, you were going to be the one that ran out on stage with the guitar. Because you are a very accomplished musician as well. I mean, oh, you, yeah. you act in theater, in uh, in film, and you have a music career. You're very close to egotting. <laughs> yeah. Would you say? Like, Did how, you how close here? Project a year. Yeah. How close are you to egotting? I mean, it, I. Wow, you're right. I, I I just have to do like one little walk in the park and I got my EGOT set up on the mantelpiece, I think. <laughs> oh my God. But that, that kind of gets me into uh, the next couple of questions that we have because of your, your music career is excellent. And, uh, and you've played with some amazing artists in yeah. your time. I, I, I notice here your fact on your IMDb page says, Harley and his band have performed with and opened for such artists as <laughs> Lawrence Juber, <laughs> oh James God. Otto, Wilson Phillips, yeah. Mark Broussard, and Eddie Money, just to name a few. So it's a very poorly worded <laughs> oh, trivia man. piece, but uh, not to offend yeah. any of the people that you've performed with, but who has been your favorite and why to perform with? 
Well, I, my Jamie and I used to live in Los Angeles, and there was a there's a club out there that was very very kind to us that hooked us up a lot with like these bigger acts, and and it seems like now in the music business you need that exposure of these bigger acts in order to kind of take the next step. We played a place called the Canyon Club in Agora Hills all the time, and we opened for Rick Springfield one time. Which was which was amazing, and and he was very nice to us, and 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 whatever. But like, when he played the Canyon Club, one of his guests, he would always bring like guests with him, and one of the guys he brought on stage was Dave Grohl. Oh, really? <laughs> so like, because we were there, and because we were like the other band, we not only got to like meet and hang out with Rick Springfield, but freaking Dave Grohl. Unbelievable! Yeah, so that was wow. that was pretty gnarly. And then I owe a little bit of a of a huge thank you to Rick Springfield. There was a like a corporate event in Nashville, Tennessee that my band was asked to play at. This corporation basically they like fly you out there and they put you up, and then you usually play for like conference dinners and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the very last night of this big conference, the headlining artist for the big conference was Rick Springfield. And Rick Springfield was playing at a, a place called the Ryman Auditorium, which is like... Oh, okay. I feel like most artists, they want to play Red Rocks, they want to play the Hollywood Bowl, they want to play the Ryman, that kind of thing. Okay, and, so um, top three. Yeah, and I had always wanted to play the Ryman because I, I have seen artists there before I ever knew that it was a place that I could play. Anyway, at this conference, <laughs> when they brought Rick Springfield on, they said that he could have an opener, and they said, hey, this kid we've already brought out here and he had said i've i've already seen him play bring him on he can he can be the opener for this thing so man i guess rick springfield like because of that guy we got to play the ryman auditorium fantastic amazing opportunity yeah pretty cool so so how does that live up to your first time on broadway these are two parts of your personality of your uh (laughs) of your artistic pursuits yeah it's it's kind of weird because when you're on Broadway, at least in in my experience, you're you're singing other people's words. You're saying other people's words. You're saying other people's story. And yeah. when mm-hmm. it's my music and it's my band and it's like the stuff that I've put put my, my thoughts and and emotions into, it it almost feels like a different side of your brain or something because it's. I see. I went from singing what someone else told me to sing to basically stepping on stage, going like. I hope you guys like this because I wrote every word of it. And if it sucks, <laughs> I can't fall back on the fact like, well, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with it. I was just paid to stand up here and say it. Sure. So it's, 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 uh, a very different, that's very, it's a very different thing. I think that's very, that's very well said. That, that's that's yeah. really interesting. And I didn't even consider that. But, you know, I, I, I only do podcasting in which, you know, everything <laughs> I create. You know, I'm very, I, I'm very creative. So uh, Nobody's uh, asked us to speak their words. That's man. the other thing. <laughs> hey, man, listen, no, I don't know a single person on the planet that is as fast as you guys. That is a, <laughs> a talent in and of itself. <laughs> we appreciate it. That's so nice. Uh, Brennan has another question for you, sort of on the, uh, still on the topic of your music. And oh, yeah. it's, it's something that we think, if it's not a fact that is true, mm-hmm. it's still a fact that we believe should be on your IMDb trivia page. <laughs> true or not. Okay. So, so he, here's the setup for this trivia piece that we think should be on your IMDb page. Perfect. So we think because of your musical background, it should say... Harley J was in this popular 90s pop music video. <gasps> yeah. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so first question: Were you in a popular '90s music video? Good but question. Follow up is: We don't give a shit. And what video should you be in? <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna check. No, yeah. Do they check this stuff? They can't, right? They absolutely do not. <laughs> um, I love that. Uh, as far as I know, I was never in a '90s music video. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but if I if I were, I would tell you about the experience I had in Michael Jackson's Black or White video. Oh, <laughs> yes. And I yes. and I also one. like vaguely recall being in Smells Like Teen Spirit. That music video. That was, okay, that yeah. was a trip. That's you know the Dave Grohl relationship. Blah blah blah. That, definitely so. <laughs> and, and I would say the fact that you vaguely remembered it is something that I believe should be on the trivia page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vaguely remembers being in t- Smells Like Teen Sphere. I That'll feel, cover yeah, us. Yeah, I feel like that's there's a connection there somehow. That really shows the breadth of your talent. Like you could be angsty, you could be poppy with Michael Jackson. Sure, Super sure, yeah. sure. That's that's good. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna get a lot this of clicks. Huge. That's gonna be yeah. a big hit. In fact, so, if I remember right, I think I co-wrote the rap in the middle of that black or white song. I remember that. You yeah. told that story many times at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You're a very you, talented you rap t- writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Here's my favorite fact on your IMDb trivia page right mm. now. Harley is an avid sports enthusiast, never missing a Phoenix Suns game. Is that true? You have you that never, far. Have you ever missed a Phoenix Suns game? Um, <laughs> I, I, I would. I, yeah, I probably missed a couple. I probably missed. A <laughs> that being said, I, I am so diehard Phoenix Suns that like we buy the NBA League Pass, so I watch the games on my iPad during the show. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. like, even still today, like, I bring my iPad to work, and if there's a Suns game on, it's on in my dressing room. So yeah, I right. do watch, but the Phoenix Suns are the worst team in the NBA and <laughs> have been for years on end. Yeah. So I'm waiting for them to turn around and be the next Golden State, but as of right now, oh, how how we long for the for the Steve Nash and Mari Stoudemire days. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, there are two things in succession that I really like on your IMDb trivia page. Wait, hold on, before oh yeah, who I I did not put any of this on that. I don't know this where any you. of this crap is coming from. <laughs> are you looking at it right now? No, but I, I can be. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's it's really great. Let Brendan tell you what his favorite. Uh, two facts are i had assumed that this was like i don't know a publicist or something but apparently it's just an unknown diehard harley j fan who we respect a lot well yeah good on him but like also i do whatever i can to not google myself especially on imdb (laughs) but okay um my favorite uh part of your trivia page is one fact says harley played the national broadway tour and on the broadway stage at the nederlander theater as Mark Cohen in the smash hit Rent from 2007 to 2009. So, like, huge part of your career, amazing thing. The yeah. very next fact is Harley can be seen in multiple, multiple commercials on TV, such as CarMax and Budweiser, to name a couple. <laughs> you couldn't have followed that up with anything else. Give me something about Rent. Oh, my gosh. The two most important moments in your career was yep. your CarMax commercial and also playing Mark Cohen on Rent. <laughs> if anything, those should be switched. Yeah, I feel like they should be switched, perhaps. 
for okay. going in order. Okay, and they could be <laughs> they could be switched and maybe quite possibly like reworded in a in a in a slight way. We we have another one that we we really like and that we s- implemented when we interviewed Jamie. What was the role that you passed up that was then given to a very famous actor? I remember getting the phone call to play Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Oh, okay, and, yes. Yeah, and I, I think I was, I think something else came up at like Six Flags Magic Mountain, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a cooler gig because I get to wear like face paint and stuff. <laughs> so I, I ended up saying, I ended up saying no, just because I wanted to like dress up as a skeleton at Six Flags. <laughs> you know, there's no you way you can't win them known. all, you guys. You can't win them all. It's possible yeah. that because you turned that down, you were able to play the uncredited junior British officer in Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> on Stranger Tides. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that, when I first got that, that was supposed to be a five-liner, and they got it got edited out of the movie. Really? What? Yeah. You went from five lines to uncredited? That is absolutely it went, crap. It went yeah, from bummer to major bummer. That being said, <laughs> I will say this. So, like, I can't remember how long... I, I was on that movie for maybe like 10 days or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're on a movie set, it's like every few hours you have to be given time to walk away from, from the set. Like you have to be given time to leave that space to like collect your thoughts or have dinner or whatever. You're, you're, yeah. You have to be given time to walk away from set. Yeah. And if you can't walk away from the set, then they have to pay you overtime. Uh-huh. So on Pirates of the Caribbean – you would have to show up at like four o'clock in the morning and then you would get on this massive boat at like, you know, six thirty or seven after you went through hair and makeup and everything. And then you would be on that boat from seven o'clock until probably eight or nine. And then you would get back and you would do the same thing all over again the next day. Well, because you're stuck on a boat for the whole day, you technically cannot leave set. So after like two hours, then you get paid overtime because you can't leave set. Then you wait another two hours. Now you're getting paid double overtime because you can't leave set. Then you wait another two hours and now you're being paid triple. By the end of the day, you're being – it's like a six-time overtime bump because you can't ever leave the set. Wow. So you made – pretty penny on that one. way more than a regular junior british officer i mean yeah with no lines yeah <laughs> with no lines. that is awesome that, that was a pretty that was a pretty good gig even though you wouldn't know i was in it <laughs> <laughs> could you like point yourself out next time i see you i'll have it up because i really want to know where you are in that movie the only real proof i have of it is like we snuck photos on the set of that thing. <laughs> oh that is cool that's cool yeah what were your lines gonna be one of my lines was all hands on the forward stasel. <laughs> I don't remember what the other ones were. I just remember that one because I remember thinking, I don't even know what that is, and I'm pointing in any random direction, and no one's telling me not to. <laughs> Brendan has a question for you that I don't think will go on your trivia page per se, but that we're very, very uh, curious about. Yeah, okay. we, we've gotten this one a lot from avid listeners. And this is, <laughs> this is having to do with, uh, with Grease Live. Yeah. performance on that yeah the yeah you're you were big on like you had a lot of screen time on grease live and our <laughs> our listeners really want to know what does mario lopez smell like <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. should i deliver that back? that was perfect <laughs> okay. 
hard not to laugh. But yes, what does Mario Lopez smell like? Mario Lopez smells like pine saw, baby tears, and a unicorn horn. Yeah, that's actually what I what I had written down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, good to know. Question yeah. answered. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Okay, good old awesome. Mario Lopez. Amazing. <laughs> was he cool? He was very cool. Yeah, he was very cool. He was like Thank he he was like goodness, always but... walking around and shaking hands, and he was a very nice guy. He seems so cool. We actually we have one more question that this one will go on the on the trivia page. Uh, it, it's going to be a segment that we do each time we have somebody new on and and it's very important to us it's near and dear to our heart as the president and co-president of the jeff goldblum fan club (laughs) what is your degree of separation in the acting world from the one and only jeff goldblum jeffrey lynn goldblum if you could take us through okay does does degree of separation mean i I was in a movie with him, or I, I pref- like, 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 obviously the Kevin Bacon thing, but like, yeah. if I had, let's say, I met him, and what? I, I, let's say, I happened to go into a dressing room, and let's say there was a piano in the dressing room and a guitar, and let's say <laughs> someone said, like, oh, you play guitar, he plays piano, and let's say you did like a, like a two minute jam. Is that count, or it's like, oh, I was in Grease Live, and so was Vanessa Hudgens, who did such and such, who did such and such, who was in Jurassic Park. Harley, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now, okay. now let's let's just let's backtrack a little bit because is the individual in that first story that plays the guitar is that individual you? It very well could be yes. And is and is the individual in that story that plays the piano tickles the ivories jeff well, Lynn goldblum it it absolutely could be yes so oh you God. had a two-minute jam session with jeff goldblum i did i don't think oh. i don't know oh. if that counts as like a separation thing though well, it counts as everything that's the other <laughs> and the, the other show. thing let's not even i don't even care if you acted with vanessa hudson I want to hear about your jam session with Jeffrey Goldblum. Oh my god, I'm shaking. <laughs> yeah, we're freaking out right now. It, I think didn't I think Jamie went to this. What? So we, so um, a, a friend of ours was a stage manager of a show that, or excuse me, a company manager of a show that he did in Los Angeles. And after the show, um, was nice enough. To, was nice enough to say like, "Hey, do you want to come back and say hi to Jeff Goldblum, the Jeff Goldblum?" And I said, "Doesn't every child of God want to meet Jeff Goldblum?" <laughs> Does and, life find a way? Right, right. So anyway, that got arranged, and then it got in the process. Was told like, "Oh, he's also like a very accomplished piano player, jazz musician." And then somehow it led to like, "Oh, he plays guitar," and then there was a piano in the vicinity and a guitar at the same place and that's how it all went down stars aligned oh my for this amazing moment unbelievable and he and jeff goldblum just released a jazz album oh did and, he and uh yeah he did, he did. yeah he did. it's good it's really good i bet he's he's an amazing player and he plays a lot at in los angeles doesn't he play it like Rockwell and stuff a lot. I know that he's been he's been touring actually because oh. of that album. So he, with the uh, Mildred Snitzer Orchestra, that's his band oh, name. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> we know these things. My goodness. 
But yeah. if, if it let's say that hadn't happened, do you guys know what the what the what the real answer is? We believe we do have. We the believe smallest. we have the, the the shortest number of steps. What, and, what and is? It's it? actually quite. It's actually quite short. Yeah, it's very oh. close. You were in Pirates of the Caribbean with uh-huh. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Who was in the unforgettable movie Mordecai with <laughs> Mr. Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> oh, I'm 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 only two steps. You're right yeah, there. You're right there. Now, just wow. so that the listeners know, and, and if you've said, I apologize that I somehow missed it because I have listened to a lot of your podcasts. But how did the the, the president and vice president situation come to be? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I think that we <laughs> we developed an affinity for Jeff Goldblum. Because our very first bit party, which was never released, it was atrocious, was so bad. Oh. But it was a it was about Jurassic Park, and of oh. course that is one of his standout roles. Yeah, he's and brilliant. and and after that, it just sort of as the season went on and as we've continued bit party, it's sort of become that running joke where every movie that we pitch has to have him in it because of course we want to see him in more films. I love okay, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I think it was hard for us because he's so good in that movie and so inhumanly weird at times. Yes. And we were not that great at podcasting, so we couldn't effectively express how much we loved him. So it kind of grew into this, we just love Jeff Goldblum. We will put him in anything. So, like, does that mean in, like, episodes to come we will hear more about the Jurassic Park bit party stuff or no? Uh, there... Our plans to go back to that original uh, episode, take um, another crack, the at pilot, it. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but um, not to not to spoil anything, but we have a Jeff Goldblum movie coming up for the last episode of this season of Bit Party. <gasps> oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. So cool. it's not like we are ignoring his films. We're certainly trying to get his uh, his movies featured, but we're we're casting him in every single movie we do. God, I I, I think he should be in every single movie. I agree. We totally yeah, agree. We totally agree. Amazing. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, uh, I have real quick. What's he like? We didn't even like the jam yeah. session sounds so cool, but what is he like? Is he human? No. He's he's, <laughs> he's not at all. He's That he's, makes sense. That's, he's as yeah. as cool and as odd duck weird as you possibly can get. Oh, thank goodness. He's everything <laughs> you would have dreamed he to be and him to be and more. And he's like one of those, he's like one of those, you know, like you'll meet someone and, and you'll maybe you shake their hand or whatever. Oh, this is, this is just what you do when you meet someone, you stick out your hand, you shake their hand and then you ask them a question. How are you? Like when I, I specifically remember like shaking his hand and he literally like looks right into your eyes and he studies like every (laughs) single thing about your inner soul. And then he, and then he like comes out of it and he has a conversation with you. He's very, (laughs) he's very intense. (laughs) That is a dream come true, and I hope to one day experience that... That handshake. That handshake. Everyone should experience a Jeff Goldblum handshake once in a (laughs) while. Incredible. Well, Harley, this has been absolutely amazing, and you are a great guest, and we are continuing to follow your journey through IMDb. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we're we're more than... Having of me course. here, you guys do a great job, by the way. Well, we really thank appreciate you so it. much. No, in all seriousness, we're we're extremely excited to see you uh, in King Kong. Oh yeah, we are going to see it in uh, in a couple of months. Yeah, awesome. And uh, we've heard great be... things about it. It's it's a 
It's definitely a show. It's a spectacle. This kind of puppetry has never been seen in anything before. So it's it's pretty mind-boggling. There is a saying at the theater that says, you'll buy the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a better way to end this episode than that. <laughs> That's how we feel about your career in general. So oh, you get out of Thank you for talking with me, you guys. I appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you for coming on. Totally. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. See you, fellas. Thanks for listening, everyone. That last clip was from Harley J's new single, Shaded Trees. You can listen to that song and songs from his new EP, I Am Harley J, if you look him up on Spotify. Also, check out his website, harleyj.com. And of course, if you really want some thrills, go see him on Broadway in King Kong, alive on Broadway. We'll be back next time with some more Trivial Pursuit.